Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Welcome to my first podcast in the series of Master Your Inner Salon CEO. This episode is all about the roles, responsibilities and attributes of a salon CEO. But first, Happy New Year. It's officially 2020. Woohoo! <laughs> now, this episode is for you if you are a salon owner who wants to make 2020 your breakthrough year. You really want to step into smashing success this year. Maybe you have a team of around four to eight, including yourself. And this is for you if you are still serving clients for the majority of the week. Or maybe you've managed to carve out some management time for yourself. Congratulations, by the way. This is definitely the place for you too. Because we're really going to step into the role of CEO in your business in this episode. Now, if we haven't met, I'm Larissa. I've been coaching salon owners to step out of overwhelm and stress for those who feel stuck but are more than ready to step up into becoming a real salon CEO into business growth. I lead them towards living a life of freedom and profit. More time, more flexibility to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. Freedom of mind, freedom of stress, freedom to actually make the changes and impact your business like you really wish you could. And of course, profit, like actually have and run a profitable business. Earn your worth as a business owner, not just as a stylist or a therapist. Now, I've been doing this for over three years now uh, after growing my own salon. I was 20 when I opened my salon. And when I sold it just eight years ago, um, I was working in and on my business for 15 hours a week. I had a team of 30, we had a $2 million turnover, and I enjoyed massive business profit. And now I help salon owners do the same. I learned the hard way, of course, all the lessons and challenges that test you as a business owner. And well, now my personal mission is to help owners minimize those challenges, shortcut success without all the heartache. So this being the first in the podcast series, there are four altogether, and then I'm running a live masterclass. I'm holding that on January the 22nd, and I'm sharing with you all about how to master your inner salon CEO for a breakthrough year in 2020. Make sure you are registered. It's free, of course. When I started my salon, I was 20. Like, oh my God, I was so young. Uh, I didn't feel like that at the time, of course, but well, that was more than 20 years ago. I don't need to get specific about years. It was just me and one other, and honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. But after about a year in business, I realized I was starting to fall in love with business itself. It was no longer just about the hair. All the opportunities were opening up in front of me, and it was so uber exciting. But like any change and growth comes change, of course, and it breaks things. What used to work no longer works as you grow. And as my team grew, so did my challenges. 
Like I had no training as a business owner or a manager. Like what the heck, I was six months out of my apprenticeship and I opened a business. And if I really knew what I was getting myself into, I might not have done it at all. Like ignorance is bliss. But my vision of what was possible was growing daily. And I had this drive inside of me that just pushed me beyond the pain. And somehow I kept going. I had a vision of another salon and I was a I guess addicted to the excitement of growth and opportunity. My mission was to be one of the top five salons in New Zealand. And man, what a ride. I was growing up while I was growing my business. I had lots of fails, lots of lessons, lots of heartache and pain, many times feeling really alone and vulnerable with my whole life essentially invested into this business. And very few people really understanding what it took, what I had invested. But I think purely through sheer grit, now when I look back at it, I managed to push through and come out the other side. I pulled uh, my two locations back into one to consolidate and really focus on growth and profit and predictability. In fact, each time I took another day off the floor serving clients, my business took a huge leap forward, forward in growth, size of team, momentum. So I really realized I was, I'm onto something here. My mission now was to have five salons, but I knew this time, at this time, I could not duplicate what I had until the business worked without me. Like an like it would no longer depend on me to hold it up, to prop it up, to support its challenges and its many crises. Like the business had to not be about and around me. It had to be self-sufficient in a way that it operated so it could it could be out, uh, so I could be out in front of it, leading it toward, towards greatness, not behind it, propping it up with sticks. Like I felt like I had many... Uh, multiple spinning plates, you know, on sticks, and I had to keep spinning them. <laughs> like, this is no way to lead a business myself or even a team. And when I had a young family, this really put my new fit found CEO-ness skills to the test. And lo and behold, it freaking worked. I really did have a life that was free. I really did live a life of freedom and profit. I had time to invest uh, I had I had time to invest in the things that I wanted to do with who I wanted to be doing it with, doing the things that lit me up and I no longer was feeling like I was on the grindstone of life and resenting my business because when you're in the muck spinning plates, that's exactly where you end up. You resent it. It's this weird place of love-hate. You love your business, but you kind of hate it at the same time. And we don't want you to start to be feeling resentful towards your team or your clients. I really did live a life in profit, like that business really did pay me well and I had a great lifestyle. I had lots of choice on what I could choose to do when I chose to do it. I really did live this life of freedom and profit and it's become my mantra. And the goal of these podcast episodes is to share with you what I experienced, what I learned over the last 32 years in this industry, uh, 20 of those as a salon owner and seven years working with our industry and of course the last three years working closely with salon owners to 
master their salon and live a life of freedom and profit. So this episode is to show you the critical things that you need to know to master your inner CEO, ultimately master the art of salon success so you can have a breakthrough year not just this year, but like every year, and not success at the cost of your sanity, your time, your family. Like life is too short to live it, overworked, underpaid, stressed, and overwhelmed. So it's clear to me that the first thing to master, if you want to have any hope of making a change, is growing, uh, to make a change and grow your business, is to sort out yourself. So are you in, are you with me? Shall we dive in? So first of all, have you registered for this series? Please do and grab the roles, responsibilities and attributes of a salon CEO action plan. I wanna do it with you, like come along the ride with me as we do this together. Um, and so make sure that you have registered because once you've registered, I will send it to you each week as this episode, podcast episode comes out. Make sure you join me in uh, the Salon Owners Collective Facebook group. So first, we must think about being a CEO and how that means self-mastery. Like you can't master your business, your team or your life if you haven't mastered yourself. You need to be living and breathing example of what you want your business to look like. Make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row before you even think about doing anything else. Now, you're not perfect, no one is, myself included, but it's all about giving these things a go to your best ability, showing up for yourself, choosing to spend your time on things that really make the difference. Self-improvement, of course, is a continuous journey that we're all on all of the time. So try and fill your life with positive influences. A wise lady once reminded me, it was my mum, that it's a journey to manage your expectations around change. Now, she was talking to me about this in the context of my children, as a good mother does, right? But it's been a lesson that I've taken on for my entire life. I was feeling really frustrated about uh, the lack of help that I was getting, or the complaints I was getting with my children doing the dishes. And I was having a good moan to her one day. And she said, but you know, you you the expectation shouldn't be to get them off the couch and doing the whole job a, a whole job a hundred percent of the time it's like asking someone who's never ridden a bike to hop on a bike and, and ride you know um, around the racetrack it's, it's not a realistic expectation so you see, it's a journey so maybe the first thing is that you do it with them and maybe they put five cups in the dish drawer and that's it today and then tomorrow you can have a larger expectation that they put the cups and the plates and the, you know you get the point right and I can relate to that even for my own self-mastery uh, in building the habit of going to the gym and when I started man it was hard and in fact I had a friend with me uh, that we started the gym together and thank goodness because I don't know that I would have got up out of bed at 5 30 in the morning to get to the gym by six on my own but I had some accountability in, in place but what was really interesting is that I recognized it was a journey and I chose to start with two to three times a week and if it was two so be it and if it was one so be it and to pace myself now my gorgeous friend decided that you know she was all in guns blazing she wanted to go four to five times a week and 
I thought, no, this is not the right approach because to go from zero to hero is not realistic and it's not sustainable for me. If I get there in the long term, that's great. So I'm just starting with one, two or three times a week. And if I do three, I'll feel great. But I'm okay with just doing one and two because some weeks, you know, the kids wake up in the night or blah, 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 life happens and I only go once and we go away on holiday. And then I'm not disappointed and I don't feel down on myself. So I have mastered the art of self-management and my brain in the morning. Now, what's interesting, my friend Guns Blazing eventually stopped going. It was too hard to commit to. She didn't bring the goal close enough to be in a stage of, of winning all the time. At the end of the day, the tortoise wins the race. You just have to trust that it's a process. Be kind to yourself and give yourself some grace. That is a journey. So thank you, Mum, for that lesson. And I take that lesson not only for self-mastery, but also in training team. But anyway, that's another whole conversation. <laughs> so in self-mastery, I think we need to think about what we're inputting into ourselves as a C as our CEO self. Like if we want to be a million dollar, for example, if you want to be a million dollar business, a million dollar CEO, then what are you inputting into you? How are you treating that million dollar CEO? And what you are doing with yourself, is it serving you? Like if you're feeling in a slump and when you're feeling slumpy, it's really easy to eat too much junk food and to watch too much Netflix. And maybe you make this, take this as a sign to make a change in 2020. But if you fill your life with things that actually don't serve you and help you uh, generate energy and momentum moving forward, then you're just going to stay stuck. Now, I had a really interesting experience recently. I decided with intention to just I had a really busy couple of weeks and period, my my per, period of time, <laughs> um, and I decided with intention to just switch off a little bit. So I decided I would binge on some movies, Netflix, good old Netflix, just to take my mind off it, have some quiet time and balance. I'm all about balance. So I started watching some movies. And if you're a Netflix watcher that you know that the algorithm, just like all the algorithms in the world, watches what you watch and offers you more of the same. You watch this, so here are more like it. And I watched kind of like a thriller, a couple of thrillers actually. And before I knew it, I recognized that I was watching thrillers. And then, I don't know if you know that movie Seven. It's a, It's got such a great cast, um, but it's pretty gruesome. Anyway, Seven came up on the feed and was like, you watch such and such, why don't you watch Seven? Oh, yeah, I watched that years ago. I remember being pretty taken with it. I'll watch that. Oh, my God, it's just, it's a hideous movie. What I recognized was that I had started going down a spiral of hideous movies, and I was starting to feel hideous with the world. I was starting to feel that the, the world was not trustworthy. People were killing each other because I'd been watching these thrillers and people were bad. And I was coming away from these movies um, feeling down and bad and yuck, kind of just subconsciously, not really heavily. And it was starting to affect me. And I thought, this is not, I am not taking care of what I'm inputting into my mind, into my body. And so I intentionally started to watch because I actually got sick of rom-coms and I got sick of watching um, uh, comedies and they all started being a bit the same, to be quite honest. I want something that's a bit more gritty, you know? And so I thought, okay, I went and watched uh, Hitch. I don't know if you know, it was a 90s hit, uh, Will Smith. It's hilarious. Such a good movie. There's another one, um, uh, I Feel Beautiful. I Feel Pretty. 
you've got to watch it so good feel good movie it's a bit of a crack up anyway i watched both of those and i have intentionally moved away from the thrillers and the and the negative headspace people are bad in this world and moved into I, I honestly i'm still this was two weeks ago i watched hitch i'm still thinking about it and laughing and 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 enjoying the happy the happy pill that it gave me so you know with intention think about what you're putting into yourself and the same goes for food to be honest do you know um i've stopped drinking alcohol quite so much i'm much more intentional about when i do and when i don't because although it makes you feel good in the moment it does not make you feel good in the long term and when it gets hard to make these decisions do i eat the cake do i drink the wine do i watch the movie do i not get off the couch and go to the gym i want you to ask yourself would a million dollar ceo do or behave like this i ask myself increase this question increasingly more and more would a successful person behave this way think of your idol your icon who is this person would they behave this way because i recognize that the more self-control and dis discipline that you have balanced of course with having a life relaxed like remember i'm all about freedom and profit <laughs> so not so disciplined that there's no enjoyment in life but a little self-control and discipline goes a long way to being a salon ceo because the difference between success and average is as simple as the decisions that you make like what movie you choose to watch what cake you choose to eat and getting up 50 minutes earlier to go to the gym or not these are the things that I can also actually control. So I do control them. Make 2020 the year where you keep the things that work and ditch the things that aren't going. And that's the same in terms of self-mastery. All right. I also think to really master being a CEO, you need to create space for growth and income generating activities. So before we step into that, I want you to get your action plan. And on the first page, Salon CEO, step one, I want you to um, I want you to write down some of the areas that you want to focus on in this year on improving so you can really master yourself so maybe it might be a consistency to going to the gym maybe healthy body healthy mind watch less tv whatever it is uh, invest in a growth mindset whatever it is i want you to jot it down take the action uh, action steps now and if you haven't registered for the series then then do so hop over to the website or into messenger www.sellownownerscollective.com or facebook messenger uh, and you can register and we'll send the action planner to you immediately because it's one thing to listen to this it's another thing to put pen to paper and take action okay let's now step into number two which is creating space for growth and income generating activities or what i call iga make sure that you're allowing yourself some time and space to be working on your business you simply can't be working in your business while also working on your business to the best of your abilities so first things first you know i've heard you've heard me talk about this before get some time off the floor stop serving clients and fully step into your role so don't freak out of me you don't have to do 100 percent off all straight away it's not yet you know anyway but truly if you're full-time on the floor and you just can't commit to properly taking the leap then this is your sign you've probably thought about doing it before but didn't actually think it was possible or achievable like your clients need you right i get it if you're serving clients then i ask you who is running your business if you're squeezing clients between 
growth activities, uh, if, you're, if you're squeezing growth activities between clients, rather, <laughs> in 15 minute gaps, late at night, then this is no way to live, it is no way to achieve growth and success. So, if you're already, excuse me, if you're already off the floor and you're working more on it than in it, then congratulations, I give you a virtual high five. Okay, make time to spend on income generating activities. IGA, this is the stuff that is really going to move the needle in your business. After all, you don't just want your business to survive, you want it to thrive. But what are income generating activities? Okay, in, in the planner, create space for IGA. Here are some of the things that I want you to write down. Growing your team, training your team, employing your team, marketing for new clients, retention strategies, sales training strategies, the list is endless. So it then becomes important to manage your time like a boss, like your calendar is gold, your time is precious. Like, do you actually know how much you're worth, your hourly rate is worth, really? And it's more than your average client bill, that's for damn sure. So let's just make it at a minimum, $500. Like if you think about, uh, I talked about an, epi uh, an example in the last episode. If you uh, charge a client at $100 an hour, Oh, well, 100, if your client bill is $100, for example, and you do hour services, if you invest uh, one hour in five of your team members and teach them how to serve clients at $100 per client per hour, then you could argue that your time is worth $500. You can make $500 in an hour. If you spent an hour doing a marketing campaign and you could attract five new clients at $100 each, then your time is worth $500. So did you listen to the piece last week in my last episode, Less is More? So if your time is worth $500, then at a minimum, then I want you to think about what you're doing with your time. Like if you've got 38 hours, 40 hours a week to invest in your business, what are you doing at $500 an hour? Like your calendar is gold, manage it, protect it. Now, if your best ideas are coming to you in the shower, then you have a CEO problem. Your role is to be, one of your roles as a CEO is to be the visionary, the person that creates the idea, that can lead your business to be its best self. So if you're bogged down in the busyness, the, the busy, 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 you've got no place to, no space to think, right? Think strategically or solve problems to, that need solving. So my solution is take more holidays. Take the time off, your future business requires it. Um, and I want you to take action, write it down. Make a list of your IGA and book your CEO time into your calendar now. So make more space. All right, moving onwards, let's think about leadership skills. First things first, make sure you have a vision of what uh, of what it is you want your business. Your vision is what, un, you know, is what makes you or drives you to where you're going to do the extra work and make it unmistakably clear to your team. Now, I believe that you should be working on the mission, which is how you achieve the vision together. So you want everybody invested in this, not just tell them what it is. Growing together is way more powerful and it makes a team stronger and more cohesive. But first, you must have the vision 
so you can implement the mission of where you are going. And this is part of your leadership abilities. And I would I would suggest as your role responsibilities, as your role and responsibility as a CEO, that you really invest in your leadership abilities so you can be a best boss possible. You know, a team is only as strong as its leader after all. And your team need you to be their CEO, leading the business to succeed and grow. This means taking a leap away from serving clients and focusing on them. Like your team needs to be your new clients. Because I truly believe if your team is not performing like you wish they would, then it's time to look in the mirror. Let's talk a little bit just quickly about uh, management of daily operations, because I believe you have you should have a strong hold on what's happening on the daily operations, but not doing the daily operations. Your role as CEO is to lead your team towards performing a 10 out of 10 score for say client service delivery. But if you're busy doing the delivery, who's leading your team? Who's leading them to know what 10 out of 10 looks like? It's the role of the CEO is to coach the team. Now, as you know, I go to the gym and it occurred to me the other day as I was working hard in my class and the coach um, the you know the class coach was walking around the room. She was pacing the room, and she was calling out my name as as she was the others and telling me how good I was doing and encouraging me to push a little bit more. You know, it actually spurs me on. Like I didn't want to let her down. I knew she was watching me. She could see what I was doing. I did not want to be seen as slacking, unless except for when I was truly dying. <laughs> but what was really clear to me is that she was not doing the exercises herself. She was not building herself up, her own fitness. Her goal was to build me and the group, and it was working. She was walking around encouraging us, and we were smashing it out. Now, how different would it be if she was just focusing on herself and shouting the odd word to us periodically? Would not be, she would not be pushing me like she was pushing me. I would not have gone as hard out because she wouldn't have seen me in any case. She's too busy looking at herself. So I encourage you, be the coach. Improve your daily activities, you know, um, technical, the technical how-tos, the outcome for the clients, the sales, but by encouraging good performance and showing them how it's done. Set systems and processes for your team and provide them with clarity, like tell them what a good job looks like, have clear communication, good and bad feedback, and consistency, the three C's, clarity, communication, and consistency. These are your roles as a salon CEO. Now, I know that this change and transition into CEO might not be a fast process. Um, and if you're a salon owner who's still, behind, still fully behind the chair on the floor, then you need time to implement systems, structures, employ, grow new team members to ensure, ensure that your team will continue to thrive as you step up into your leadership role. So don't freak out on me. Like, I get it. This takes time. Be present where you're at. And if you're full-time on the floor and you just can't commit properly to taking the leap, then I will say it again. This is your sign. You probably thought about doing it before, but maybe didn't think it was actually achievable, like your clients need you, like I get that. But one thing, one important note is just, just take it one day at a time. You don't have to do anything drastic, you know, just a little bit at a time. And remember, like that very wise woman, my mum, said, you know, uh, it's a journey. Trust the process, step by step. 
when you take small steps, your clients won't notice quite so much and, that, and you can actually become more productive on the days that you're actually serving clients on the floor. So I want to encourage you, it is doable. And I've taken quite a few, few people through this process now and they too, step by step, step off the floor and into growth. Some are off the floor 100% and, and are totally living a life of freedom, of uh, full freedom and profit. Um, I also like to do this in a way that does, doesn't impact income. I don't believe you need to earn less just to change your role. Like I want you to earn more. So remember to make change. You To make change, you need to make a change. Now, at this point, the big question is, are you ready to make a change and really step into your new role as CEO? But there's more to it than this that you need to know about mastering your inner CEO, uh, seller mastery and having a breakthrough year. So in this ne next podcast, we are going to cover your role as CEO that you need to think about profitability, stepping up into being a profitable CEO. Like at the end of the day, money makes the world go round. Without being profitable, you can't grow. You can't realize your dreams. You can't grow your team. You can't serve your clients without profit you can't realize your vision. So I want to talk about how to be a responsible, profitable CEO and how the right framework will help you propel your business forward. I'm also gonna show you how a salon CEO leads a rockstar team. Now this is really important because without a rockstar team, you have no business. Now I don't mean a team of rock stars who are out for themselves, I mean a team that rocks your world and the world of your clients. But for right now, I want to know a little bit more about you. What does having a breakthrough year in 2020 mean to you? What would business look like if you could really step in to your CEO role and be free to grow a thriving business? What, what would it mean to you to be profitable, to be successful without the overwhelm and stress? So I'd love to hear, like I, I actually really appreciate all the feedback and comments that I've had over the last few weeks from these podcasts, podcasts, now I'm tying my tongues. Um, it, it actually truly makes me really happy to know that I'm helping and making an impact for people. So please send me a message on Messenger or an iTunes uh, review. I do get them all. I read them all. And of course, if you've found this useful, I would love for you to click the share button and share it with your other salon friends, especially if they need help. Okay, I feel like I've left you with lots to think about. I look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. Make sure you have registered and I'll connect with you next week. And Happy New Year! Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Tune in each week as we reveal the latest insight and advice on what it takes to make your salon a success today. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or visit us online at salonownerscollective.com for answers to your common questions, to follow Larissa and much more. Thanks for listening. See you next time.